And welcome to uh, AM 1240's Hotline Show. I'm Glenn Curry, and here for a uh, somewhat cold Monday. Uh, today is the 23rd of January, and uh, a very, very active, by the way, show that I had on Friday, typical for the live five show at least at the 5 o'clock hour. Last I checked, over 900 uh, listens, not views, but listens on SoundCloud, courtesy of our friends at News Junkie. Uh, obviously, that, that topic doesn't want to go away, and it won't go away for, for probably forever. Uh, but that said, uh, a lot of people, not only that, I also had it on, uh, on, on Facebook as well. So it did very, very well. A lot of people uh, still reaching out and still, you know, uh, trying to get a, a full grasp of what's going on. And when Cliff only came in here on uh, Friday, I had announced that at uh, the noon hour. And uh, a lot of people listened either uh, live or, or throughout the weekend. Typically, if it's a good, juicy show... Uh, you have the whole weekend, especially during the winter months, to uh, to listen at your own leisure. So quite a few people uh, uh, chimed in by by all means, uh, and you could do so by uh, give me a call at three one five seven five five twelve forty three one five seven five five twelve forty. The one thing I've been failing to do, although it, I really didn't need to, because a lot of people have reacted or responded, is if you want to show a little bit of support for uh, uh, former Mayor Jeff Graham and and, and hotline host, uh, by all means sign his big. Or, you know, put your own little John Hancock on his sign over there at his bar, uh, pub on Pearl Street. And they have moved it from where it was originally. It was a little tough for people to squat down and, and write on it. So they moved it to another part of the bar, but it's still there. So if you want to support uh, uh, Jeff uh, in his uh, recovery, and I hear things are getting better, which is something that we always want to hear. Uh, and that we don't have a, a, an actual date or proximity to when Jeff will be coming back, but it's going to happen. There's no doubt about it. So, uh, but in the meantime, of course, go on over there and uh, sign your name and support. No purchase necessary, as they say, and no batteries included. No batteries ne- necessarily either. Uh, so, what what else? You know, again, over the weekend there was a shooting on uh, Winslow Street. Our friend and street or beat reporter Donnie was on the uh, was on it. I don't know if he was actually there. But uh, Donnie had a post about it right away on Facebook. You know, Donnie should be a reporter. He's typically right there when things happen. And they have a picture of the gentleman that was involved with this. And, uh, you know, he's, <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. I mean, you know, I'm not here to bite, you know, berate people. It was probably a really bad day for this guy. But his name, he was uh, accused of firing a gun towards another man on Winslow Street. He's got a good hair. I could say that. Young man, uh, probably misguided. And at that point in my life, I don't think, one, I didn't own a gun. And I just didn't have the gumption to point it at someone at all if I did. But apparently Charles Woodrum, that's his name, he's 21 years old, although he looks older than that. Winslow Street, charged by Watertown Police Saturday morning. Uh, that's on the 300 block of Winslow. That's the first question I thought of. Is that, Does this have anything to do with that, that horrible fire that happened on Winslow Street? That was a little over a year ago. Donnie was all over that, too. Apparently, there was a disagreement between people over a girl. So he decided instead of, uh, you know, uh, resolving it, uh, you know, just by discussing it with the gentleman, he decided to burn the house down. And uh, someone died in that. That was on the 100 block of Winslow Street a little over a year ago. But anyway, this guy's second-degree criminal possession of a weapon, a felony, second-degree menacing, a misdemeanor, first-degree reckless endangerment, a felony. It's accused of possessing a loaded 9mm Taurus G2S handgun and uh, used to menace Patrick Collins II. Oh, those juniors. 41 years old. He's old. He's almost double his age when he fired a round towards Collins at about 316, probably over a parking spot or something. Saturday, this uh, again on the 300 block Winslow Street. 
So that's a serious crime. He, it was arraigned and ordered held at the Metro Jefferson Public Safety Building uh, on two twenty five hundred cash bail. I don't know if he if he honored that if he got it. I don't know if he got a bail bond from uh, from the dude on Public Square. That guy is something. But uh, you know, you're shooting at someone. You're off on twenty five hundred cash bail. <laughs> uh, I don't get it. But anyway, if anyone wants to chime in about that or anything that happened in your neighborhood this past weekend, by all means. But that seems to be the big, big story locally, unless I'm missing something. So, uh, and of course, the, uh, the 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 golf gate continues. But that said, it looks like it's 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 at a whimper at this point, and we'll just have to hope that everything works its way out and that we have a, an excellent season of golf at the Watertown Golf Club. A lot of people don't want to hear that, but at this point, what else are you going to do? And also, I just want to thank our friends at News Junkie for putting the picture up there and always having a link uh, to either comments made here or interviews with council people. Or whatever is important, because that's uh, that's what we air to do. The other big news, uh, the, the commercial property on State Street for sale, that's the State Street Market. At, uh, you know, this, this is just a clear sign of, of development and progress in Watertown. And, um, you know, everything's for sale, of course. But just remember, that building, of course, where State Street Market is right now, uh, that was uh, un- unfinished furniture for a long time. Prior to that, years ago, it was a Firestone place back in the 80s. And then it just went into disrepair. And for many years, the, oh, the only, only thing that really utilized it were pigeons. And now look at it. It's been open now. I'm going to say State Street Market's been open, what, four years now? Something like that? Probably more than that. Um, Jake Johnson Properties, of course, renovated it completely, gutted it out, made it usable as opposed to just another empty lot. Uh, and like I said, for so long, that place was such an eyesore. Even after they invested millions and millions of dollars in Lower State Street, and for that matter, Public Square, that building was always the big missing piece of the puzzle. And, of course, Jake went in there. His mom and dad have been operating ever since. And now that old, old building that nobody wanted has a, a robust building in it. And the asking price, and this is on News Junkie. This is, this is all out there for public to see. Uh, the asking price is $1.7 million. So someone with, uh, with a, lot of, you know, a, a lot of work ethic, a lot of hard work, uh, but uh, this business is already already in operation and making money. Uh, but you got to work it as hard as the people that got it to where it is today. That's the key. And so often you see that. You know, you see car dealers for sold. And, you know, the legacy is one thing. And then it goes to another person and they change the name. And they, they forget who owned it before them. And next thing you know, it's like it's not what it was supposed to. I mean, you know, you, you sell a business in hopes that yeah, a lot of people sell the business to make a profit. But I bet you a lot of people say, geez, I, I hope I put this in the right hands. There's a restaurant, for instance, I won't mention who, out in Sackets, that breaks it down, where the, the, the owner was very concerned on who would buy the business. Now, again, some people, when they sell a house, and there was a show on one of the networks that's, that showed what the house looked like six months or a year after they, they, they sold it. And the people were upset. Oh, look what you did to my living room. Well, you don't live here anymore. <laughs> you sold it to me. And we didn't like your taste, so we changed it. And to some degree, some people in business do the same thing. They said, well, if you're going to take the business off, you're going to buy it from me, you've got to keep the menu. And here's why. People have been loving this menu for the last 25 years right here in Sackets. Now, you, 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 if, you don't, if you turn it into a hot dog stand, it's not going to make it. Now, some people would say, well, that's not necessary. You could do whatever you want. It could be American food and Chinese food. But so often, if you're going to buy a successful business, obviously you got to look at the books, you got to look at the location, you got to look at the model. 
But you got to look at the people that are currently running it. So can I work as hard as these people? Can I be here seven days a week? This is a seven-day-a-week operation, by the way, the State Street Market. So the person who buys that is already going to buy a tremendous business. you got to work it hard because that's why it got there, and that's why it's a robust building on Lower State Street. 755-1240 is the number. 755-1240. Don't forget the 315 area code. No one's chiming in. Holy mackerel. So what, let's do this. Uh, let's get back to a couple of articles on News Junkie, including something about our, our, our governor. Before I go, again, it's, the, it's a depressing day. I wasn't going to bring it up, but since no one's calling in, the, 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 the Buffalo game yesterday, very, very disappointing. Very disappointing. Uh, it would have been disappointing if they lost, like in a tighter game, like in the, the Dallas game, although that wasn't too close. But nonetheless, Dallas gave them somewhat of an effort. Uh, Dak, whatever his name is, Prescott, is way overrated. Uh, but what happened to Buffalo yesterday was somewhat of a surprise, but really not. Um, Cincinnati is just a really good team. And uh, unfortunately, I think, and again, this is controversial, but I think the Hamlin incident that happened in, what, week 16, 17, whichever, about a month ago now at Cincinnati, I think that was a, I, I think at the end of the day, that became something that kind of took the, the Buffalo Bills off, off their winning ways. And I know the next week they came back and they beat a very, very depleted, crappy New England team, and, and, and that was good. But then last week they, they barely beat the Miami Dolphins, and that really thought – at that point, and this was in my, uh, New York too, uh, at Orchard Park, I'm like, wow, that's, that's weird. So, and then you see Cincinnati coming in. The game, of course, with Hamlin when he, when he had the heart attack was never complete, but Cincinnati looked like they had an upper hand. Remember, it's Cincinnati that beat Kansas City last year and made it to the Super Bowl. And that momentum clearly carried into the season. In the beginning of the season, they were losing games, but they've won 10 in a row. So right now, you've got to give your hats off to the best team in the AFC and perhaps the best team in the, in the NFL right now, and that's the, uh, that's the Cincinnati Bengals. They will clearly, in my eye, I mean, again, you've got the championship a week next week, uh, and uh, who, who's playing who here? You've got, you got San Francisco playing. Who's left? I'm forgetting already. San Francisco's – oh, San Francisco's going to play um, the Eagles, and the Eagles are just going to manhandle them. So I, I actually picked uh, the Eagles and, the, um, and Cincinnati to go all the way. I did this prior to the, to the playoffs. I just think that those are the two hot teams going into the playoffs. They're more than likely going to make it to the Super Bowl. So, so far, I'm right. Uh, so that's, that seems to be where things are going. But that said, very disappointing a loss yesterday. Josh Allen didn't have it. The Bengals did. If you're a Giants fan, that was another uh, slaughter. Not a good game, but still, again, you don't put much pressure on the Giants. They're on the road. They weren't supposed to be in the playoffs anyway. But the, but the, 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 the big disappointment, as we all know, is everyone was thinking that Buffalo would not only go to the Super Bowl, but they would win it for the first time. Unfortunately, they fell short. So let's go to the phones and see who's there. Hi, you're on the air. How you doing, Glenn? What's going on? Uh, did you see that lady? Uh, it was about uh, seven news just about ten minutes ago. She filed an appeal against McCarthy's decision. Oh, really? Interesting. Oh, you, that Miss Blevins? Yep. Hmm. Let me let me refresh yeah, channel it's, seven. It's on uh, seven news site. They just posted about ten minutes ago. And what? Okay. Uh, you know, since you know more about it than I do, uh, tell me what she said. What she's at? What is she asking for? Uh, again, it's uh, it's more of a, about the amount of money being spent and saying it's a gift. She's just. Uh, a, all right. Interesting. All right. I'll, I'll have to find. I, I don't see it as of yet, but you're saying it's on, it's on their website uh, right now. Seven News, Seven News, uh, Facebook. No, seven oh, news. On the Facebook. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Great. Well, thank you for bringing that to my attention. I'll check that out. Okay, Bob. I right, appreciate it. 
Well, there you have it. Miss Blevins, I'll go to the Channel 7 website. Oh, let me do this. Let's do a commercial break so I can look at it and examine it and uh, address anyone's uh, questions if they have any, by all means. Uh, let's do this first. We'll be back. The News and Talk Authority, AM 1240, WATN. All right, so I did find it. Thank you very much uh, to that caller because as of 22 minutes ago, actually, let's see. A Watertown woman has filed notice that she reserves her right to appeal a judge's ruling that the city's purchase of the Watertown Golf Club can move forward. As we know, State Supreme Court Judge James McCluskey last week denied Mary Ellen's uh, Blevins' request for a restraining order to prevent the city from buying the course. On Friday, however, Ms. Blevins filed an appeal with the state's appellate division seeking to reverse McCluskey's decision. Blevins is seeking to halt the city's $3.4 million purchase of the course, saying it was uh, too expensive and without an appraisal. Uh, it is, in effect, she says, a gift which violates the state's constitution. So this is merely a, an appeal uh, in his ruling, as we know, the purchase, blah, 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 from, that was last week. So that's old news, but yet new news that I did not mention and it happened Friday, reported now just moments ago, not too long ago, within the last hour or so, on Channel 7. So there you have it. Uh, so, you know, now are we going to have another, you know, drum roll for that? I, 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 again, I'm not a, a lawyer. It seems like they're going to, you know, they're going to stick with the original ruling on the field uh, going forward. That's my guesstimation, at least. So if you have anything, something to say about that or whatever's going on in your world, uh, give us a shout, 755-1240. The only thing, I, you know, to look forward to, obviously, baseball is a little far away, and it's a long season anyway. Um, the one thing I look forward to is the remaining games of the playoffs and, and ultimately the Super Bowl. But uh, Syracuse looked good. I mean, they played a crappy team. They played uh, Georgia Tech, I believe, on Saturday. Um, they, they came out looking sluggish like they always do, but they look really good. And the only thing I could say about Syracuse is that in the beginning of the year, it looked like, uh-oh, once again, Bayheim's going to have back-to-back losing s- records. I mean, this, this may be a time for him to go. So it didn't look good. They lost against, against Colgate. And, uh, and they came close to beating Miami at Miami. They beat Notre Dame a couple weeks ago. Uh, I think they have a really, really strong chance. Uh, they're not going to go anywhere in the ACC. Their record shows that you know, they're going to be in the middle of the pack. But I think they're going to make it to the big dance at the end of the season. So unlike last year, they got a lot of that Mince kid. They got a lot of new freshmen, new faces. And not to mention Gerard the other night was on fire. He stepped up for sure. So uh, something to look forward to. I don't know if the Syracuse is playing tonight, but I tell you what, my wife and I love just watching basketball. That's her favorite sport because it's just back and forth, blah, blah, blah. It seems to be it's, it's, it's paced well. I know I watch a lot of baseball games, and a lot of them just are just dreadful to watch because <laughs> it takes forever. But uh, it, it's always this time of year. You look for something, right? I mean, uh, unless you're a big fan of Netflix or you just, uh, you know, you, you look forward to the next episode of The View. There's not much going on these days. I, and my, I, my wife and I did go out to the uh, comedy club. It's not a comedy club, really, but it's, it's 3C Bowl up in Theresa. Uh, and Carter Young owns it with his family. He, just, he and his wife just had a baby. And I know that because he had the baby in his hands when he was bringing me over to our table at the, uh, the club he set up in the bowling alley. So he's dedicated this back room for events, as you might imagine, and comedy. This was his third event. He did back-to-back nights, Friday and Saturday. And uh, we, we've had comedy up in, in northern New York uh, many times. Of course, who could forget the Lake Ontario Playhouse, which was a staple, which was one of the main reasons why Sackett's Harbor had such rebirth back in the late 80s, early 90s, thanks to Mike Kinney. Uh, but that kind of went by the wayside. 
And comedy in general has gone, in my opinion at least, isn't what it used to be because it's so damn politically correct. We see that with Saturday Night Live. We see that with Late Night. So interestingly enough, I was looking at a couple of videos, and maybe this was by design. Maybe, maybe the guy that was at the event the other night actually pushed a couple of videos uh, or, or, or boosted, I should say, he promoted himself on, on, on social media because he was going to be up in Theresa. So I see this video of a guy by the name of Steve Byrne. And uh, he looks like Elon Musk. He's not. But he's, he's, uh, he's Korean-Irish. So I said, wow, that's interesting. And uh, he's very much American. Doesn't have the accent at all. So he's born here. But I tell you what, this guy was really, really good. Now, I saw this on the video. And he just was rattling off one, one politically incorrect joke after another. Nothing too offensive, by the way, but, you know, definitely not you know, on the woke side of things like we're so accustomed to. And I'm thinking, wow, this guy's really good. He's, he looks sharp. He's well-dressed. He's good-looking. All this stuff that would make a late-night host successful, you know, because I was always a Carson fan, Letterman fan. You have to have that look. You have to have that demeanor. So I clearly – and so I, Oz was walking by. I was doing production on Friday, and I walked by. I said, Oz, did you ever hear of a guy by the name of Steve Byrne? He goes, yeah, he's playing up at 3C Bowl this weekend. In fact, he's playing right now because I was here. It was like 7 o'clock on Friday. And so I'm like, oh, my goodness, is he going to be there tomorrow? Sure enough, Glenn Curry is, doesn't listen to our own radio stations right here in 199 Weather Avenue. We've been promoting it for the last two weeks. So I missed out on that. My, my bad. But like I said, I saw it on Facebook, and I said, well, let's go. So we went to Theresa. And uh, it's, what is it, like 22 miles away from Watertown? You jump on Route 37, go up. I've never been to the bowling alley before in my life. I go in there, and uh, Tim DeZormo and his brother and others, or I think his brother was there, whichever, uh, over there, they, they were set up as a band. The bar was packed. The lanes, all of them were being used. And the back room, of course, was packed with people waiting for the, for the comedy show to start. Some guy, uh, they, they did have an opening act for both nights, but he, he canceled at the last minute. For whichever reason, that's not funny. So he, um, Carter managed to get uh, Matt Clark at the last minute to open up on Friday night. And then he got another guy on Saturday to come uh, all the way from Buffalo. So, you know, so they had opening acts, small room. I definitely want to help Carter out with his audio back there because it's just the beginning and we can help him out there. But as, as I'm watching the show, I realized, my goodness gracious, this, this is awesome. Everyone was having a tremendous time. And we did. The food was great. Service was awesome. Carter Young is brought a little bit of Las Vegas to Th- Teresa, New York. So, uh, you know, good for him uh, because bowling needs a big kick in the ass, as we've known in the last 10, 20 years. So there he is up in the, I'm not going to say the sticks, but it's pretty darn close to the sticks up there off Route 37. So Steve Byrne did a great job. In fact, Johnny Spizzano was there the night before. He, prom- he plugged a little bit of, a, of his own on, on Facebook. Uh, which which just goes to show you, word of mouth, of course, the radio advertising, despite me not knowing about it, helped. And uh, so that that's that's a great, great venue uh, for Carter. It's only going to get bigger and better uh, up there because he's taking that chance. That's the thing. These guys that take I – mean, I, I really envy people that take a chance. I mean, now we got two we – got, we got a new restaurant, for instance, on, uh, on Public Square. It's called Two Hot Dogs. Now, I'm going to take a good, good guess. They serve hot dogs there, amongst other things. But that's an old place. That was where, where, what was in there before? That was where Wing Wagon was for many, many years. Regrettably, the owner passed away a couple of years ago. But the legacy of at least of a, of a restaurant there serving good food is, is still on Public Square. But you've got to take that chance. You've got to take the risk. You've got to be there each and every day. You don't buy an old bowling alley. 
You know, and then what do you do? Do you, do you keep it a bowling alley? Well, sure. Or, or do you add something to it by bringing in top acts from Vegas like Steve Byrne? That is a risk in itself. I'm sure Carter, you know, put a heavy investment in that. And uh, and looks like he got it back. So God bless him for doing that. So comedy is back, at, at least in Teresa. Uh, we had a show up at uh, Shannon's place. Uh, this Kostaki was there this past July. And, uh, and who knows? I don't know what's going on with what was the the uh the playhouse there in Sackett's Harbor. I know they're using it for something and I know they renovated the place. I haven't been in there in years. But I'll never forget the days of, you know, big big names going. I know uh Kevin Hart was there. I know was what uh, a lot of people I don't know if Steinfeld ever. I know Seinfeld came up here years ago uh when when uh, the the old Red Lion used to be uh something else. I forget what the name of it was, but he he appeared there I believe in 1979. In fact, Someone in the audience that night actually went with them to the breakfast at 4 in the morning right after that show was, yes, you guessed it, former mayor and hotline host Jeff Graham. I only wish we had cameras or rather, you know, uh, uh, web, you know, cameras like we do today. That would be a famous photo of a young Jerry Seinfeld at what was Sambo's. That's politically incorrect, but that was the name of the restaurant, which is, I believe, is a ice center now where... Um, where Raymore and Flanagan is. The building is still there. Used to, you could tell it used to be a diner. But that I, every time I go by there, I said, Seinfeld was here as, as, long, as, as well as Jeff Graham. So some history out there and some comedy back in the North Country. We certainly need it. 755-1240 if you want to chime in. It's one of those days, folks. 755-1240. Don't forget the 315 area code. What do we need to do? We need to bring in uh, 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 <laughs> Cliff only in here so we can talk over each other and, and take like one phone call after another. We had a lot of calls on Friday, and I think I got a lot out of, of, of Cliff. And, and again, that is in itself a tall order because Cliff, is a poli- Cliff has always been a politician. Now he's actually an elected politician. So he was born to babble, and, and I mean that in a positive way because he had answers right away, some a little bit long-winded, some maybe not addressing the real question. But I think overall, uh, the, the entire show with me and, uh, and Cliff on Friday, re- I, if, if, if you have unanswered questions, well, that's okay. But I think a lot of things were addressed on Friday. And just seeing the amount of people that listened to it on afterwards, uh, that just goes to show that, you know, this, this, we're definitely getting the word out there as far as this whole golf gate thing is all about. That's for sure. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, um, I have a comment about Mr. Olney's show last week. Yeah. Also, and I, you know, to start on a positive note, uh, kudos to Mr. Olney for apologizing to Sarah Campos. Yes, yes. That was that was a very gracious thing for him to do, and I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I was the one that asked him the question, and then I had to call back to try to get him to focus on my question. Yeah, no, yeah, right, right. Well, I think he's still trying to debate why they made the purchase. And why we don't need to be doing that now. It's done. I don't think this lady's going to win her appeal. She no. read the judge's decision. Right. It's pretty cut and dried how they look at these cases. Right. No, I, I agree. So you're saying, and again, I remember you called in twice. What did he forget to answer? What What did he not say? What He didn't well, meet, meet I, your satisfaction. I asked a yes or no question that could have had a two or three sentences on top of it for clarity. Mm-hmm. I just asked, are we going to hold off on this um, spending for these big recreational projects till we get the golf course Right. And believe me, it's like any other small business. That golf course might take five years before we see a decent profit. I agree. New business. We're operating a new business. 
Well, I mean, I don't see it operating as a new business because it's been there for forever. But it's it's a new it business hasn't made to the city. In forever, let's face it. Well, so, anyways, what I wanted to say was we I don't want know to get that. Back to the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> I think it's a done deal. So, Mr. Olney is still saying things, trying to convince people to agree with the decision that they made. Mm-hmm. People are the people who are against it are never going to agree with it. But we have to come to a place now of accepting it. Sure. There's a difference. I, I agree with it's happening. And I, I just hope so that I, I wish you yeah. would stop getting on there. Just answer the questions. And also, I want, um, when we ask questions now, the ones we should be asking are, what, what are you spending your money on? Mm-hmm. What profit is it making? I want full transparency. I want to hold their feet to the fire to answer the real questions and stop trying to convince people that it was a good thing because of those of us who feel it's not. I'm not going to change my mind. It's a good point. But you know what? He's, okay, he's, he's so to- I yeah. hope he's listening. Yeah, oh, I'm sure he's he is. Stop politicizing with it and start answering our questions. Gotcha. Well, thank okay. you, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. I was going to you know, interject there, but that wasn't going to work. Um, and a lot of the things that uh, Cliff was talking about prior to the golf course, and now he's, he brought it up again on Friday, is a skateboard park. He also brought up the possibility. You know, he sees things online, or he goes to Burlington, Vermont. Oh, that's a great idea. We should do that right here. Well, that's great, Cliff. I mean, that means we should do everything. We, you know, we should build the Golden Gate Bridge while we're at it. Uh, but, you know, skateboard park is quality of life. It costs a lot of money. OSHA's going to get involved. They're going to say you can't do this, that, or the other thing because of brain injuries and so forth. And the last I checked, kids don't pay to go into a skateboard park. And that makes sense. I wouldn't expect them to, just like a pool. But that costs money. So he kept, and a couple people said, geez, he's ta- he keeps on talking about uh, revenue streams, making money. And, you know, sometimes with a skateboard park or an idea like that is, like I said, quality of life. It isn't a res- revenue stream. And another thing, bringing in hot, uh, hot air balloons, which, which is great in New Mexico because of the surface and the, and the, and the air conditions and so forth, uh, uh, you know, the atmospheric conditions there. But here it's a different story. Plus, it would cost money. And, again, how do you make money off that? That's the thing. Cliff is a dreamer. He wants this. This he wanted a, a water park. He wanted. Uh, uh, he wanted kids to have more fun. And and why not? But now they're going to hold his feet to the fire, just like that last phone call. Because everything from this point going forward, they're going to want more transparency than ever before. You're on the air. What's going on, Glenn? It's Tim the Enchanter. What's happening? Hey, you did really, really uh, great job there with. Uh, you know, Mr. Yeah, Cliff. Oh, gracias. Really, uh, went after him, interviewed him good, uh, kept him focused, kept the show moving instead of long spiels. He, he did really great on that. Well, thanks, uh, Kim. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. He really did good. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, we were talking down there at the gym about the uh, about the golf gate. Yeah. And um, some were against it in the locker room. Some were for it, hmm. but. One common thread was is that uh, they all agreed that we overpaid for the for the thing. Sure, uh, sure. They they all said that. So if you overpaid for the thing, I don't know where that gift line is. But uh, hmm. like uh, like the lady says, they think it's a done deal. I mean, they could do what uh, whatever. But right. I just didn't think the transparency was there. And I don't know how many times Cliff said. Oh, they don't. People don't understand. People don't understand. People yeah, don't yeah. Understand. You don't want to say that. I agree. 
How many times did he say that <laughs> that people don't understand? If they understood, they would they would vote like us. Right. I mean, that's what he's saying. Right, right, right. Well, they did not they did not let us understand anything behind the closed doors deals, and nothing was laid out right. to look look at how much was was the place making, how much this, how much that. I mean, where's the transparency and all right. that stuff? I think it. You know, just like the judge said, you right. got to vote him out if you disagree with him, man. But, but, but Tim, hey, that was a good time out to three C bowl, though, yeah, huh? Yeah, what, what, why were you there? I wasn't there, but uh, you know, I'm trying to get my band out there to play. We right. called the Party Time Dance Band, uh-huh. and we play countries and uh, country music and all these stuff. So wait, 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 uh, Tim, Tim, do you, do you play Blinded by the Light? Well, John, well, <laughs> I, I actually I'm the blind drummer in, in that thing. So well, oh, you so know, you're the drummer. Uh, well, great, that's awesome. Yeah, that's- yeah. Well, you know, I got a stick in the eye. No, I just <laughs> Tim was yeah, blinded so by the light. Go ahead. Sorry. What's that? I was singing the song. Sorry. Go ahead. I gotta let you go, Glenn. Got uh, another phone call coming in, bro. Oh, okay, okay. Day. Gotcha, gotcha. So Tim is talking about him being in a band there. But one thing I was going to ask Tim, or and I and I might have alluded to this when I was talking to uh, Cliff the other day, is I I, I think a, a big part of the golf thing is is that I think the three out of the five, and we know who we're talking about here, were empowered all along. They were on a wave, and I think when you get on that that wave, when all of a sudden you know you you it empowers you. So, you know, for so many years, this for, forever, what am I talking about so many years? From the beginning, when, this, when, this, when we first created the city charter, the people that have been representing the constituents of Watertown have been conservative, certainly right of center. And for the very first time, starting a little over a year ago, in, 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 right here in Watertown, New York, we, it, it turned, turned the other way. Now, the word progressive didn't exist years ago, but th- there is a progressive movement in City Hall. And when that happened, and I, I, you see it in Congress, you know, right, right when, right when uh, the Democrats took over in 18 and, or any given time when, when any political party surges back, like the pendulum always swings in one way, all of a sudden they get, I'm not going to use the word greedy, that's a bad word, that's a bad word, but I think they just get into this whole momentum of, wow, we could do whatever we want. It's like, wow, we're building pools, we're, we're, we're putting this back together, we got a three to two vote. And we're going to take that 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 uh, that bad guy out of there, and the other one, yeah, yeah, this 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 is time. Now we got to bring it back to the city, and then the whole golf thing came up sometime in August, and there was some some crazy lawsuit here and there against two of the members, and they looked at it and they said, well, 3.7 sounds like a lot of money. How about if we do 3.4? Does that sound good? Again, this is just me talking out loud here. I just think like, yeah, we can get this done. Everyone loves us right now. And, and quite frankly, a lot of people, you know, were saying, boy, look at, look at these three. They're, they're, look, they're just taking over City Hall. And then the golf thing came up, and they just said, yeah, like, you know, Frank Pantangeli in Godfather 2. Yeah, why not? And I think shortly thereafter, they realized, uh-oh, this, the, the city doesn't, people don't like this. People don't like this at all. And now it's a done deal. So that's where we're at. Empowerment sometimes gets you in trouble because you just figure, oh, they'll love it. They love everything we've done up until now. They'll love this too. Well, no, they didn't. Not at all. Go to the phones. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, how are you doing, partner? Good. What's going on? Oh, gee. You know what I think we ought to do? Uh, I was joking about making a homeless tent city. Um, but I'd like to see a miniature golf course. That would make a lot of money. <laughs> 
and it would be a family thing. And um, I love miniature golf. Right. A little putt putt, you know, and they get the little windmill thing, and you got to get it. A uh, miniature golf course put yeah. it there in front of the uh, right yeah. the real golf course. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's 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 just study that. Okay. Stay with me. Don't walk away because it's a, you know, again. You know what you talk about is oh, that's a lovely idea. Uh, we got we could we can bring in the kids it, right off the bat. It's a seasonal business, and let's look at it up here. A seasonal business is about for what six weeks, end of June, early September before the kids go back to school. You with me? Am I right? This isn't Myrtle uh, Myrtle Beach, so. It would cost at least a million dollars to do a nice one with waterfalls and a windmill and electric and a parking lot and all that other stuff, and then you got to build it, and, and and then you got to man it. You see what I'm saying? I don't mean to be the naysayer here, but we had one on Route 342 that died. We had one up in Alex Bay that died, and then we had another one in Dexter, and that's gone. So we don't have a really good history with miniature golf around here. I hate to be the devil's advocate. Sorry. Oh, gee, all right. I vote boo. I'm saying go for the measure. But I'm a dinosaur. Maybe it's uh, uh, all right. Just a thought. I don't mean to. I don't mean to be a a damp. That's a great idea, and they work elsewhere. But jeepers, creepers, we can't even get a bowling alley to work around here. You know, I mean, because that's an indoor event where, for the most part, bowling was the only thing we could do north of uh, uh, of the throughway. You know what I'm saying? Buffalo, my goodness gracious, that, that's the bowling capital of the planet. And for good reason, because you're indoors for eight months out of the year. But we can't even do that. So I don't know what the answer is. I really don't know. I don't know if it's a, uh, if it's a boat show or if it's a, a balloon festival or kite day. Bring, we, you know, Jim tried to bring that back years ago. And, you know, that's difficult depending upon the weather. I just don't know what the answer is, but your 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 suggestion was really good. I I didn't mean to shoot it down. I'm just saying we don't have a real good history with them around here. That's all. Uh, I'll run it by Cliff only. Yeah, go for it. We'll spend three yeah. million dollars. I appreciate okay, it. Buddy. Thank you. So I, again, I, I, a good idea, high ideals, so called. But uh, we've been there, done that, and it just, for some reason or other, it doesn't work. All right, so uh, no one's calling in. Perfect time to highlight or showcase our advertisers. We'll do that right now. We'll be back. The News and Talk Authority, AM 1240, WAT 40, WATN. All right, so a couple people texted me in the last 10 minutes or so. I'm sorry for not getting back to you. I don't look at my phone enough. Someone said Cliff didn't apologize. He left a voicemail. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh Oh, oh, someone. Okay, I was talking about the comedy show. I told you before, you probably forgot, but you're so busy. Uh, if you like clean comedy without political views, you and your wife have to watch uh, Orny Adams on Netflix. Anyone hear this guy? Orny Adams. Okay. And uh, what else? Glenn, why did the council people ask the city residents if they wanted to, the gol- uh, to golf, if they wanted the golf course? Not like they did the pool on the north side. Hmm, don't quite understand that. Maybe I'm not reading that right. And also, someone mentioned, yes, we also had a uh, miniature golf course behind Taco Bell on Arsenal Street. That didn't make it either. It's true. That's the, that's the fourth one, first example. For some reason, it doesn't work up here. You're on the air. Hi, Glenn. Uh, just an idea uh, yeah. regarding the uh, municipal golf course that we bought. Yeah. Perhaps as a something that might um, placate some people, I would say mail a free round of golf with a cart certificate to every member of the city who hmm. pays taxes. Yeah. And those who don't want to use it to play golf, they could have a direct cash payment in lieu of the golf course 
uh, using the round of golf. Hmm. Just a thought. Well, wow. I don't and know I'll about that last back part. Over to you for discussion. No, I, I appreciate it. Okay, so it's kind of like a hey, here's a certificate. As a city resident, you're paying for this. You might as well have a free pass, or you can give it to someone that can use it. Um, you know, getting cash redemption for it. I don't see that happening because most people say, I'll take the cash. I'll never get a golf. Not up there, at least. We spent too much money. They'll do it out of protest. And then we all go bankrupt. That's not a bad idea. Let's do that. Oh, but then we have costs of putting it together. And then, oh, no, oh, we just can't. <laughs> Sorry. That's a good idea. Uh, I guess, you know, let's look at the other municipal golf courses out there. Do they give breaks to city residents? It's like, hey, this is your golf course. I mean, I, I don't know. Do we get a break to go into uh, the zoo or anything else that the city owns? I have no idea. You're on the air. Hi, Glenn. Um, how are you doing today? It's uh, Mr. B- yeah, good. How are you doing, sir? Good. I'm just wondering, is it okay to talk about something other than Yes, of course. Yes, yes. Go right ahead. Well, I, I won't hold you up, but I just uh, look at a news junkie. I think this was on like one or two days ago. It said the, the headline is Monroe County Leaders unveil opioid dashboard that will provide real-time data should jefferson county do the same yeah and you have to kind of click it on to listen to it i listened to the whole thing it's kind of it's like uh getting the community so that they know what's going on you know like there's all kinds of information on it and uh you know it's different age groups different uh where things are happening more or less so tell me what it is because i saw the link it had a picture of the county legislators together so what, right. what what is this thing that they're doing in Monroe County? Go ahead and explain it. Well, they're just it's uh, you can click it on. There's going to be a lot of people involved, and it's you know like right now in Watertown, Jefferson County, you really don't know. I mean, is there 20 overdoses on the north side? Is there three on the south side? Right. Is there some down in Brownville? And what are they doing? How many people die? Uh, how many are getting saved by Narcan? And there's, there's just a lot of information. It, it's only probably about a, I don't know two or three four minute clip. Right. Uh, it's kind of interesting if you turn it on. I think I just thought it would be kind of nice. Jefferson County could give some information out to the public. Right. Uh, it, you know, it's kind of you know a lot of good information there. But if you get a chance, you know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, no, but that's okay. No, stay, no, stay, 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 stay with me. So this is only driven, or is it? Your neighborhood of opio, op, op, opioid? Oh, no, no. There's, there's all kinds of information. There's, all, you know, you can get help. Uh, what you can do, uh, you know. There's a lot of. You kind of have to listen to it and make up your own mind. I mean, I don't know. It's just for me when I listen to it, it's more for. Uh, so the public has kind of some kind of insight of what's going on in their community, which to me, I don't really think we do right here as far as overdoses and, uh, you right, know, right. That kind of a deal. How many people go to the hospital? You know, right. that kind of information. Interesting. But it's pretty interesting. Okay, but I will. I'm looking at it right now. I can see. I can see the closed captioning, and I can get an idea of it that way. But thank you for drawing that uh, to my attention. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you, Glenn. Yeah, thank uh-huh. you. And and it's funny because the the reporter uh, for you know, uh, Rochester Channel Eight News, her last name is Cucko. <laughs> Natalie Natalie Cucko. Her husband watched. No, no. Anyway, let's go to the phone. Hi, you're in the air. Yeah, Glenn? Yes. You're on the air. Can you hear me? Yeah. Go right ahead. Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you fine. Okay. I was just listening. I was listening to the hotline the other day on Friday, and you had Cliff on there. Yeah. And, I mean, I've known him for a long time, and the, the guy's really never had anything or, or run a business to really know what he's talking about. But every time they ask him something, if it's a question about the lawyer or engineering, he knows everything. I mean, the whole thing, if you just 
sit back. I mean, anybody that knows anything about business, that you couldn't have made a worse business decision than buying that golf course. None of them ever make any money around here. I've played golf around here my whole life. Nobody's ever made any money. And if it was making that kind of money, oh, I mean, they would have never sold it. I mean, it's just common sense. Well, that's that's what Mayor Jeff Smith it, it was part of his argument. It, you know, if it's making money, why are you selling it? And then Cliff would say, well, it's because of these, these other re- restrictions and regulations that the city put forward that, that kind of put the, the, the developer into a corner. So there he was forced to sell it. So it's a gray area. I know uh, Cliff was explaining it. Others can explain it, too. But you're saying that it's just a losing proposition because it, based on your knowledge, golf courses don't make money around here based on your experience? They don't. No, none of them make money around here. You know how much it's going to cost the city to get that up and running and, and, and have a some tournaments they don't make that much money on tournaments they never have i mean all they did was show him the books that were were his own books they wouldn't give you the tax returns i mean for lisa being a real estate person i just can't believe that she fell for it other than the fact that they were going to get sued and they got scared and said we got to do this i don't want to get sued i mean come on that that does seem like i mean people brought that up i asked lisa too as well as uh as well as cliff um, they would say no, but, but whichever. It did seem like that might have been. But would you agree with me that, you know, sometimes, I mean, looking at your own experience, I don't know what you do for a living, but, you know, you know the expression on a roll. Sometimes you just feel like it's like someone like just ran the category on Jeopardy and got all five right and decided, like, ah, I'm going to go for, you know, the Bible. Meanwhile, there's two priests as contestants. Like, she still feel, he feels like I'm still going to get this because I'm on a roll. And I, do you believe? Do you agree with me that maybe the three out of the five said, "Hey, we're on a roll here. We could do whatever we want," and really didn't think this out, in your opinion? Well, they didn't think it out. It's like the pool. Why would they be on a roll? They, we don't need another pool. They're putting two more pools in downtown at the Y. So now we've got five pools in the city. There isn't enough people that swim. I mean, it, it's a joke. But one, why do we need? All, we're just spending money but one thing I've got to interject there in that remember uh, Cliff especially and and for that matter uh, Pat Hickey made it very very clear when they ran that they were pro pool and that's how they got in there so that you know yeah, say, you know say what you want about how many pools we have or how many we're going to get but uh, that was a quality of life issue that both of them brought to the table when they ran and, and they got support and votes for that so I would say that yes, the pool thing economically in your in your eyes didn't make sense, but that's what got them there, and that was one of the ma- many reasons what what gave them this this ebb and flow of like, hey, I could do anything right now. Let's buy ourselves a golf course, and I think that's what happened. Just my opinion, of course. Well, look how many votes they got. There's twenty five thousand people. In it was tight. It was look tight. How many votes and he ran before. Remember though, Cliff ran before. And it's the ever-changing landscape of any given community. Remember, this town has been Republican from the beginning, but Trump did not win Watertown in 2020. In fact, he didn't win that by that much in 2016. So it is a changing landscape. So therefore, we have a progressive uh, city council on our hands right now, and a lot of people aren't happy with the latest, their latest decision. But we, they're well, definitely a lot progressive. Of people were mad at, at Jeff Smith. And so if Jeff Smith would have said, hey, let's buy this golf course for $3.4 million, Cliff and Lisa would have said, oh, no, no, we're not buying that. that <laughs> interesting. doesn't make any sense. You know that. that that's an interesting that way of looking at it. They go against them. Right. So it, it's ridiculous. Right. None of them have any business sense to buy something like this that the city can't afford. And when we when we got so many other projects that the city needs to do, I mean, with the water and the roads, I mean, it, it's, it's awful. Right. It's and awful. that you know, the infrastructure I'll, was I'll definitely. I'll right now that they lose a ton of money in the fall for that golf course. I'll well, bet you dinner on it. I hope not. 
But you know, again, my, my, my guess is a lot of people are going to really stay on top of this to see how the golf course does, and I hope that works out. I hope we don't overdo it in the process, if you know what I'm saying. Well, good luck. Well, yeah. Well, thank you. Thanks for the call. Appreciate <laughs> right. it. I really do. All right. Well, there you have it. So, you know, it's a Monday. Today's the 23rd of January. Eventually, we'll get back into other things, and we'll talk about, uh, you know, CRT and Maxine Waters and what she's doing and that crazy woman from Houston and why she still thinks that racism is the number one problem in America. And for that matter, we haven't talked about, you know, Mr. Or, excuse me, President Joe Biden and his latest escapade of you know, miss, uh, somehow or other coming up with secret documents as a senator now have been showing up. I did take a glance at the view on my phone earlier. Had to see what the Yentas are saying. They always downplay it. No big deal. Trump had 300 pages. Biden only had 15. It's a big deal. Not a big deal. Trump's a liar. Just remember that. <clears throat> so, you know, the, the good thing about, you know, a local issue like this, one of the biggest local issues I've seen since moving up here years and years ago uh, it, it does take us away from the mundane, you know, you know, uh, you know, th- this and that of, of Fox News versus everybody else. It's always good. Trust me. Don't get me wrong. In fact, I was telling someone earlier, I was watching Tucker Carlson Friday like I normally do. Uh, I, we really need a life. And I, sh- I, I need to get out of the house on a Friday night. But nonetheless, at 8 o'clock, it, we, we put it on Tucker. And I was literally laughing. You know how they say, laugh my ass off. I was. He was that funny. He just, everything he says is just, to me, it's just, it's, it's the, he's the best one hour of, of news you can get. And there's always some type of surprise, something I never knew about uh, within, that, uh, within that hour. It's always disappointing when someone else is sitting in for him. Fox is that good. It's really that good. And, and, and yet, uh, w- without Tucker, it's, it's, it's kind of like a hollow, you know, hollow victory for me. Uh, if you want to be the last call of the day, or by all means, do so right now. Forever hold your peace um, because it's getting to the, the latter part of, of the show. It's only two minutes left. But I, I love when Jeff would do that with like 10 seconds left in the show. Someone would call in. And you know what? He would always manage to get some type of cohesive conversation with them. So, again, I got a call. Or I didn't get a call, but I got a text from Bruce. That's uh, Jeff's brother who's been up here. He's been very instrumental in helping out. Well, uh, Jeff and his business, along with Roxanne Burns and her son, Colin. And uh, he was very appreciative of the idea of putting up that poster of uh, Jeff Graham at the, at the place. It has been moved. And um, the good news is, you know, Jeff is getting better. So I wanted to at least relay that uh, to our audience today. It's just a matter of time before Jeff gets back here. Uh, it might be a little, I don't know what the schedule is going to look like, but it's going to happen. So just for people that are asking uh, you know, just uh, we just have to be a little bit more patient, and obviously this process is a little longer than was expected. Uh, but it's it, but Jeff is clearly getting there, that's for sure. Uh, so Jeff goes. Unfortunately, the Buffalo Bills season is over. <laughs> uh, we look forward to the uh, the on you know the the future season right here on the Hotline Show uh, with the host that deserves to be here each and every day. That's Jeff Graham. So that's going to happen. And I also want to thank Bruce for 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 uh, for those kind words uh, that he texted me the other day. Uh, I will have an opportunity perhaps to meet up with Jeff too soon. Uh, and um, so that's good. So once that happens, uh, in a, if, if it's permissible, I'll have photos of that and I'll post that and share that with you, uh, courtesy of our friends at uh, News Junkie. So that's what people are anticipating. It's the winter months. And, um, you know, this time of year, it's usually darker, although the days are getting longer. But even by, even by f- uh, 530, it's still light out, which is great to see. You just know that spring is just around the corner. And that's when the, the North Country is, uh, is at its best, for sure. 
All right, so we're getting down to the nitty-gritty, meaning i got to sign off here and be legal about it. That's This is AM 1240 WE10 Watertown that makes us legal. Up next, CBS News. We'll see you at 5 o'clock today. This is CBS News on the Hour.